Welcome to Prophets and Prodigals, the podcast where we explore the walks of life and faith of individuals most would expect to have it all figured out. The Bible is peppered with stories of prophets, prodigals, and kings not following in the footsteps of their parents or tripping up quite a bit along the way, proof that sin nor faith is genetic. Despite this, there is a misconception that many children of ministers, missionaries, and other followers of Christ have got it all figured out. In this podcast, we'll chat with individuals who have lived starkly different lives than their parents, those who felt called to follow on in those footsteps at an early age, those who have walked away from faith but have returned, and those who are still searching. Welcome back to Prophets and Prodigals, and I am here today with my sister, my friend, and my cousin, Nola, and I'm really excited to hear about her story and her walk with faith. So we will just jump right into the question. So Nola, the first question that I have for you today is, what originally connected you to the church? Um, I'd like to say, like, uh, I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, ever since I know myself, I've been going to church. So um, I think what connected me to the church would be like my my um, what I've learned from my grand my grandparents my grandmother actually my my dad mom and and, um, and her sister yeah and what would you say is your earliest church memory? Hmm, my earliest church memory would be hmm. Uh, I remember, I remember going to um, the New Testament Church of God in my community back home in the Caribbean. I remember the the concerts, church services. Uh, I even remember going to the um, Spiritual Baptist Church with my mom as well. That one I didn't like that much because it's like really long. The service. <laughs> It's very, very long. Like the spiritual Baptist church would start in the morning or let's say about 10 and it wouldn't even finish until about 6 in the afternoon sometimes. Oh my goodness. That is long. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I had it bad, but anyway. (laughs) Like I remember going to church three times a day and I mean, it wasn't always. There were once in a while on special occasions we'd have like the morning service, afternoon service, evening service. And because, you know, pastor's kid, we had to go. But a six-hour service, more than six-hour service, that's, wow. So, like, um, the church that my grandmother went to, like, we would have, like, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And then have a church service. And then at night, they have, like, a night church as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was really churched out. I feel really <laughs> churched out. <laughs> Me too. So have you always been believed in God and had that conviction in your heart that he was real? I I, I, I did. Like, there was never um, a point in my life when I, like, had a, a chance to say, okay, um, there is no God or God is not real. 
I never had that that point. So then when would you say that your relationship with God started? Um, actually it started last year. Okay. Yeah, relationship. That's the key relationship. Word. Yeah, that is the key word. Yeah, you're right. So, so then speaking of this relationship that you have with God right now, what is it like right now and how has it changed over the course of the year that you've been in relationship with him? Right now, um, my relationship with God, I like to say it's much more firm. It's, it's firm and strong. Uh, I, I, I believe that how it's changed over the courses of the year. Uh, hmm, interesting. There was a point um, in my life where I like didn't really pray that much. Didn't went to a church, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think that was like maybe four years straight. I didn't do any of those things. Like, mm-hmm. but I still had that conviction that there is a God who's right. watching. And you know, like from upbringing, you know, if you don't live this life, when you pass away, you're gonna go to hell. That's what I was thinking. Right. Yeah. You know, but. Yet I still live that life. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to say, really, the, my relationship, like, it gone, it went from one to eight within a, a short period of time. One to, like, scale on a scale of one to ten, one to eight yeah. in a short period of time. Okay. Once real fast, because I think it was my upbringing, like, you know, you grew up in the church and you, 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 you know what is right, you know what is wrong in in the eye, in the sight of God, in the eyes of the of God, or whatever, and you still ignored it, but it's still there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And um, after I decided that I'm gonna change my life, I started to do a bit of not, not just reading the Bible, but literally studying it mm-hmm. and studying the word, and then I I learned a lot more and like. I keep I just keep thinking I want to I want to have a relationship with God and I keep praying about it like you know like I wanna um I, I know I read about seeking him not just seek him mm-hmm. but seek him with all of your heart because mm-hmm. the Bible they um seek seek him mm-hmm. everything will be added you have to seek him and you have to seek him with all your heart so I'm like my that was like my like, that was like my heart desire like, just to get to know him a bit more mm-hmm. because um i don't know if you know the story how i um how i came back so i've had so many disappointments in my life in terms of like you have friends that betrayed you could be a girlfriend a, a boyfriend even family and you know and my last encounter was my my last relationship that I've been been in, mm-hmm. and it ended sorely, badly. And I'm like, I I'm I'm always giving someone another chance, you know. And like, I, I think I've been to church that day, and your dad is the one who preached, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it kind of spoke to me, and I was going to work, and I was in my car, and this song he playing. Oceans, okay. the part when she said, "Spirit, lead me," and just mm-hmm. keep going and over and over. And I was in the traffic, and I started to cry, started to, you know, I, I just felt the Holy, I just like I felt the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I pray and ask God to like uh, forgive me of my sins, and I started to confess. And I came back home, and my aunt and my uncle they prayed for me. Mm-hmm. 
right, right there and then I decided, okay, I'm just gonna give God this this time. Right. Yeah. Instead of another girlfriend, another boyfriend, a chance, I give him another chance. Give him my all, you know, and that's what I did. Yeah. And changed my relationship. I've been reading. I've been studying and I've been reading, I've been praying. And like when I read, when I study my devotion, because I did devotional on new version, I would study the devotional and it would say something like, I remember once it said, if I'm going to change over my life and it's good to find a study group. And I'm like, um, I don't even know anybody here. Like, you know, like I, jo- I joined the church. There's, there wasn't a Bible study group at that time. And I'm like, I don't know how to die. I was talking to my aunt about it and she said, you know, you just need to pray. Yeah. I pray, I pray. And a few weeks after she gave me she she told me, Oh, um, my daughters are in a, a Bible study group and they want to know if you wanna join. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it just started like that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, so everything I just pray about it. Mm-hmm. You know, pray and have faith and wait on God. And wait on him, yeah. That's yeah. absolutely the answer. Yeah. So when, so then, I mean, you kind of answered the question, but if you want to elaborate a little more, you can. When did you say that it became about just you and God and no one else? And I think you did answer the question that you decided <laughs> that you decided that you weren't gonna look for another boyfriend. You didn't need to find another friend to vent to. You needed to talk to him. That is when it was about me and one else, like you know. Um, I've been single for like two years now, yeah. and it's just about me and him, honestly. Yeah. Like, I have a situation, I just go to him. Yeah. I I just literally speak to him like I'm here speaking with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk to him and I talk stuff over him and I wait for an answer. I, like, my faith has grown so much. <laughs> like, And this is going a little bit off script, but I know that we have similar stories. And I just, like, for me, when you just said the faith has grown so much, like, for me, it's been about two years since I came back to God. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a relationship with him, which is the big difference. And I was even thinking the same thing today. I'm like, it's grown so much. Like, I think about where I was two years ago and how it felt to have a Like, in two years ago, it was exciting to, to be getting to know him, but it was also scary to be giving up everything that you've ever known for the unknown. But now I'm living in the unknown. Two years past, for me anyway, two years living in the unknown. And I'm like, it's actually, it's been amazing. Like the things that I've seen him do. Over the years, even before I, I moved to Canada, like I think he's been calling me, you know, and I've ignored everything. Yeah. That day in my car, I think he's like, I've had enough. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> that's you know, what I love about our, 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 our journeys. I remember this church service, the Adventist church normally do it. It like goes on for like a month, sometimes six weeks. And I've been attending these services because I was baptized as an Adventist when I was about 12 or 13. And honestly, when I was baptized, I didn't know anything. Like, yeah. I, I only probably know like a um a Bible verse or whatever. Pastor says that said that night if you don't if you die tonight you're going to hell. So yeah. you're twenty twelve years old, you're afraid you don't want to go to hell. It's fire. Of course. <laughs> I baptized I got baptized. And 
like they're having this this um church service again on six weeks and i was attending and i you know every night that pastor preached like he just spoke to me but i was in a relationship and then i would go home and I would be like, okay, I can't get baptized because if I do get baptized, I, I have to give up my relationship with my boyfriend yeah. and be in the church. And because, I mean, like, some you would say, why you have to give up relationships? He's not going to marry me. Right. And I want to keep him. So I can't be, you know, halfway, half, halfway out. So I come to the conclusion, okay, I'm just going to stop going to these two states that I stopped. Yeah. yeah, I stopped. And I think a lot of us make that decision. It's because it's easier. It's easier to live in the world than it is to live yeah. with him. It's much easier yeah. to just do whatever you want to do. But it just doesn't feed you. So speaking of that, and speaking of what you said earlier about the religion. So you, I love the point that you made, that, or the, the thing that you mentioned, that you're 12, 13, you're scared that you're going to go to hell, so you get baptized. Yep. Now, and then, fast forward how many ever years, I won't reveal. <laughs> You're sitting in your car, and God says, enough, Nola. We are entering into a relationship today. Today, I get to know you, and you get to know me. Now, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you about what you think, or what you believe is the main difference between religion and relationship. Mm. Back really? in 2013, you didn't know him. No, I did not. You got baptized. You still didn't know him. So what? So what? What's the difference? I I, I think um, for me, religion. Like I was looking at a post, right? And the post said, like, religion is a guy in a church thinking about fishing, and relationship is a guy out fishing thinking about God. Okay. You know? Yeah. I I saw that post, and you know, that that is kind of like what really what what it was the difference between religion and relationship with God is. Like religion is like to me, it's like I uh, how to put it. Religion is like like okay, church, you know. Yeah. Right, but my relationship with God is with it's I it's more than the religion though. Yeah. Yeah. My my relationship with with God is like. Mm, uh, it's just about God and me. Yeah. yeah. You know? The things he speaks to you. Exactly. It's like, it, it, it has nothing to do with me and you. It's just me and God alone. Mm-hmm. Religion is what helps me to build on that relationship that I have. Yeah. You know? I am... Um, I'm a member of a church. Victoria Road United Baptist Church. I remember when I first went to Victoria United Baptist Church, your dad was the pastor there. And when I entered that church, the people was very welcoming. Mm-hmm. They are still very welcoming, mm-hmm. you know? And um, there is where I get my thirst quenched yeah. weekly. Yeah. The Bible study that we do on Saturdays, all the devotions that I read, you know, I can sit and I can say, oh, that's enough for me. I don't need to go to Victoria Road. Mm-hmm. I need, but I do. I can't say that I need to go to Victoria Road. Yeah, I feel the same way with my church. Yeah, I feel, I, I wake up on Sunday morning excited because I want to hear what God has to say through my pastor. So I can definitely 
Definitely. You know, I, 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 um, I get a chance to tell my story, you know, even though, even if it doesn't touch someone in the church itself, there, there, we, we do like Zoom, Mm -hmm. you know, people from anywhere in the world could listen to, to me one day. I, I take part in church. I, um, I return my tithes. And those are things that are very important to me as a Christian. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so what you're saying is there is a there's a major difference between religion and relationship, but they're both still somewhat important because religion feeds your relationship with God. That's for me that that's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I think you kind of answered this already as well, but I want you to elaborate on the next question. So have you ever done anything that you regret? that you or others would consider less than desirable because of your status as a child of God, as a daughter of God, as one who is in relationship with him. Oh, without sin should just cast that stone. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not perfect. And let me tell you something. When you're, um, I, I, I'm going to say the word fresh meat, mm-hmm. meaning you're just leaving the devil's camp, the enemy's yeah. camp, you're the one who is going to pay attention to. He's not going to pay attention to someone that is already there and not going anywhere. When you're leaving, yeah. and just leave his camp, he's going to try to get you back. Yeah. yeah. I do. I, I have fallen short since I have made my my, my change. I've, I've fallen short. But the beauty about falling short is that I, I can... That's where there's the, the, the Holy Ghost who intercede. And, you know, I pray. I pray a lot. There are times, okay, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm young, I'm single. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to put this together now. <laughs> there are times when you might be tempted. Tempted? Yeah, absolutely. And I had a little situation where I had a problem with temptation. And I had that conversation with you. And you sent me, you sent me those stuff. Those, um... Um, prayers and those little verses and this is what I'm saying to you like you know like when you're when you when you're a Christian you cannot do this on your own you cannot do this on your own you can't pick up and say oh I'm gonna be a Christian I'm gonna just study the word by myself you have to speak to other Christians mm-hmm. you know? By me bringing this conversation to you, you were able to help me and direct me, you know. And I, I pray. Yeah, yeah. Pray. I ask you to pray. I put it in the group chat, in the group request for that particular prayer. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'll never take it out. I'm not, not taking it out. Yeah. And that's because that, that I'm going to always need. It's not bothering me anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and even as you said, like you said, it's not just about... Um, you like you can't just come to God on your own and just be in relationship with him on your own and never ever talk to anybody else about your struggles and when you came to me like one of the things you realized is that I was dealing with the same struggle exactly so, like, the fact that you took the time to come to me helped you in that way because you realize that you're not alone like there's so much about what we go through I think as children of God that are similar that we don't talk to each other about it. We have no idea. And we think we're on our own. We're all isolated. And that's how we fall. And so we need each other to hold each other up. I absolutely believe that. 
it, it is not a coincidence that the two of us were going through the same thing and we were, we were able to connect with each other. Yeah, you know? not a coincidence at all. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. So then did you, you talked a little bit about growing up in the church, like just going to church uh, with your mom, with your grandparents. Uh, did you find it difficult to relate with other kids in the church? Now, whether that's kids who were, you know, kind of, they, they knew what they were doing, they kind of like belonged to the church, so maybe you felt like you didn't belong, or the opposite. Maybe you felt like you were too holy, so to speak. <laughs> and I think, I, this is from my experience. For me, you know, as a pastor's kid, it was really difficult to relate to other kids because I was the pastor's kids and they never, they never saw me as the same as them. At least I didn't feel that they did, they may have. So I'm just wondering if you had that same type of experience. I think I was one of those other kids and you were <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, yeah, I think that, I think I was that one that would be like, okay, oh, she's past, she's um, Reverend Moria's daughter and look at how she dressed. I think I was that person. Gosh, yeah. I'll remember those Yeah, things. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> so sorry, but would have <laughs> not the other way <laughs> so okay so moving on to advice you've given some really really great advice so far about how to to deal with your relationship with god like when you're struggling and all of that stuff so i'm hoping that you can, can just fill us in a little bit more on what would you what advice would you give to others who are struggling with their belief in god so just the belief that he's real at all so not faith belief uh, someone who's struggling with the, their belief in God. Yeah. Hmm. So the belief that there is a higher power. Like, for instance, the boyfriend that you had was an atheist. <laughs> what well, was, I'm still what working on <laughs> You're still working on him. Good. See? <laughs> God, he put, God put him in your life for a reason. Yeah, but he has his days, though, when he would listen and his days when he would just brush me off. Oh, but you the know, fact that he's listening at all and claims to be an atheist is interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. But I... I get to the conclusion that he's just full of hatred and not being, he's not an atheist. Yeah, yeah. So then what would you say to, or what do you say to him? The person you know who is struggling that there is even a God at all? Uh, well, um, if he, like, you have to, be, I, I, I keep telling him, like, you have to believe in a higher power. You, yeah. you just, you, like, look outside. Yeah. Look outside. You can't even see the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, you have to believe in a higher power, and which higher power are you gonna believe in? What 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 else is there to believe in? You know, and I um, you well for him, you can't even tell him about the Bible. But for someone else, I would probably go to um the Bible mm-hmm. and find a scripture yeah. to break that down to that for that individual. You know, yeah. And so what about faith then? So somebody like, for instance, if I were to come to you and or anyone that you know who is walking in the faith were to come to you and just say, you know, Nola, I'm really struggling with believing anything right now. Like I'm struggling with continuing on with this walk because it just doesn't seem like it's worth it. What would you say to them? Uh, hmm. Well, it's not really, honestly, it's not really too strange when with people who um, struggle with faith. Right? Even Christians sometimes lose faith, and we sometimes lose faith. Yeah. Like, for an example, when I got laid off, 
I um, the first thing I did was pick up my phone and call it and I was crying, right? And I, you know, I couldn't believe that happened. I couldn't believe because it just happened. Like I never see any sign of this happening to me, mm-hmm. and that is is my fate, mm-hmm. you know. And you you actually um, started to talk to me and told me, okay, let's just look at it on a, at a positive side. Like God is probably working on something else yeah. for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like calming down. Someone who is struggling with faith probably might be more than that. Or maybe they are not a Christian and they just can't seem to have any faith because everything they do, they do or every move they make, it seems to go wrong. Right. But that is when faith is tested, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's you the know? thing I think is the biggest misconception is that because you're walking in faith, everything's going to be perfect. Oh it's no, the opposite. <laughs> no. <laughs> because it may be easier to live in the world and like, you know, you can do whatever you want to do and and you're walking in faith and it's difficult because you're you're listening to God and you're trying to follow instructions and he doesn't give you the whole picture ever. <laughs> he usually tells you things a little at a time and you don't really know what's going on. So the reality is when it comes to faith, it's always gonna be a bumpy ride. Like it's never gonna be you oh, never yeah. know what comes next. Yeah. And it's never, almost never, going to be what I, you expect. Testing your, uh, testing your faith is what I, uh, like, it's my own, um, this is my opinion, like, testing your faith to, to God, it, like, shows, it shows him, like, um, it's no longer ready for this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But with, I'm just going to shove her here, test her faith, and see how she reacts. Wow. Yeah. I, like, sometimes I think like that. Like, maybe that's what doing to me. And, like, it, it's it's been um it's been one of my uh my I think my resolution for this year. Mm-hmm. So working on that relationship with him, yeah. getting more personally. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I I think I'm lack in in some areas, you know. And the funny thing about it with me, like for instance, if I realize that I am, if I'm if I'm actually like like a step back from getting that close if i'm a step back from getting that close i get i realize it like i would see i would get a hold like something is wrong and something is missing like mm-hmm. i'm not praying enough yeah, yeah doing my devotion enough like i miss three days of my devotion what is wrong and then i'll you know what i do i start to pray yeah you know and i I start to um to tell him to okay then help me to reorganize. You know, like help me to prioritize myself. Like my alarm goes off at 5:30. I get up and I shut it down. Don't let me shut it down. Yeah. Get up and I will start reading my devotion and I will fall asleep like two minutes in. Yeah. Do something, God, help me. You know I want to. I you know I want to get this devotion done. You know I want to study this word today. You know, and something that I another something that I, I started to do was okay, if I realize like I can't get up to read, mm-hmm. there's other means. So I start listening to music. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like music is another way of praising, it's another way of worshiping. So that's yeah. I I alternate. Yeah. And it's a good point that you made about um, like just praying because I feel like people just, they, we underestimate the power of prayer. 
Oh, like, oh, they do. It will change everything. And, you know, you might have that moment, like you were mentioning how, oh, you fall asleep when you're trying to do your devotional or you do, and you miss three days. And the next thing you know, a whole month has gone by. And that's another thing I think we, as, as people of God, we don't necessarily realize is that it doesn't happen all at once. We don't fall off all at once. It's a little thing that, that, are, that we ignore, that we're like, oh, it's fine, I'll do it tomorrow. And so if we're not praying, that's what's happening. These little things are happening a little at a time. But I love what you said about asking God, telling God that he knows your heart, he knows that you want to stay close to him. He knows what you want. So to help you to continue, to help you to be able to stay on track. I think that's a really important point. So I thank you for making that point because a lot of people need to hear that. Prayer is so important. You have to And we can, we know, we know firsthand what prayer can do because we have a we have a prayer group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see what prayer has done for each yeah. of us in that prayer yeah. group. We see what prayer has done for us, so we know. Yeah, we've seen, and I will just say, I will elaborate on that. We have seen in our group prayers that are in our prayer requests that have it's like miraculous, <laughs> like and God just does it. I mean, look at this all podcast. What we yeah. praying about last year? <laughs> yeah, and we were. I was praying about this very podcast, saying, "I know God asked me to do this, but I don't know. I've never done anything like this in my life. What's what is He talking about? <laughs> and maybe He's not telling me to do this. Like maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> and here we are, and we just prayed about it. And something that comes to mind, like growing up and I'm going to church, or, or even not even growing up, I'm going to church. I remember back in the Caribbean, I was working with one. And she she was a Christian, yeah. And she was my supervisor and babe. I called her Miss V, and Miss V, <laughs> she would try to like tell me about church, you know. And when she saw Nola, and you know, I've been to church. And when she start, I'm in front of her desk and I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, and she's talking about how good God is and how much she's so happy that she she's a Christian and she 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 grew to know God, you know, yeah. and how much God has done for her. You listen to people say this all the time, right? Because you yeah. grew up in church, you listen to people, how good God is to me. And then I have never really understood what they say until now. Like, I am... Be- becoming a Christian, I had humbled me a lot. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh my gosh. I have, like, yeah. <laughs> when my them just, I like scared them. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was so humble. I'm still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think, I think I'm it's a lifelong thing that we. Because being humble is not an easy thing to do. It's and I don't not. think it's, it's. It's not. It's also not like an automatic response. We're not automatically humble. <laughs> We're automatically <laughs> defensive. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then what about speaking of church again? So I want to go back into your church memories again briefly. And just I want to talk about something that might have been an embarrassing church memory that you have. And that maybe it's even recent. I don't know. What would you say would have been your most embarrassing church memory? I, you know, I've, I've listened to the, um, the prior podcast and I heard everyone talk about their childhood. I'm ashamed. I don't... I want, I'm wondering if someone could remind me of something in my childhood going to church that embarrassed me. <laughs> like nothing. I don't. Okay. I can't. Okay. Well, that's. I've been brave that I did. I've done my um, 
I done I did like did like poems. I did stuff in church. Mm-hmm. Sang it. I never sang solo and all that stuff bravely. I remember but, when you sang that solo that day. I watched you and I was like, what? and you did it very well. No, but that that's where I was a bit nervous. <laughs> like, at Victoria Road, I would do. I would um I would be called upon to pray for the offering. I would be called upon to pr- do the um the welcoming prayer and I would do every time I go up to do these things I, I'm like before I start I'll be like I am so nervous. <laughs> you say a word of prayer for me so that everything goes well. <laughs> and it always does so clearly again prayer works. <laughs> yeah. I because of prayer, you haven't had any embarrassing moments in church. <laughs> Whenever you're nervous, just ask the congregation to say a word of prayer for you and simple. Your nerve just goes away, you know? Yeah. That's all we can do. <laughs> so I'll go into the Bible now. Um, I wanted to find out from you about some of your favorite verses from the Bible, the ones that speak to you the most. So the first one I'll ask you about is the first Bible verse that you can recall ever hearing. God to love the world that he gave <laughs> the that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting thing life. Most people, when you ask them that question, that is the first verse they know. Yeah. yeah. Listen to the words of that word, the, the yeah. words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. Why is that the first verse that everyone knows? Is that a coincidence? It's not. And you know what's so interesting? The verse is so simple. It's like a little children's like rhyme that you say and you say it and you say it and you say it. But when you're older, or not even when you're older, once you enter into that relationship with God and you think about that verse, you're like, wow. That's what it is. Yeah. Like take up, take one minute and let that verse marinate. It's yeah, it's a beautiful verse. I love that. It's life-changing. <laughs> it is life-changing, absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say is the first Bible verse you memorized other than John 3.16? <laughs> so um, we, were, we, were in, we were doing this thing for um, a harvest um, service in church, my grandmother's church. And um, like, it's the alphabet. Like, everyone has to see a verse that begin with A. No, not everyone. Like, someone had A, B, C, go on. So I had O, and my best friend, she had F. And uh, mine was Psalms 119.18, and hers was Romans 3.23. So I memorized all two of them. Mine was, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And hers was, for all have sinned and fall short for the, of the glory of God. Yeah, I remember those ones. I remember there was a song, um, <laughs> and people, people, especially I think in North America, I don't know if in the Caribbean if they had Salty, the singing songbook. Do you remember that? They had what? So, okay, so there's this children's character, Bible, it's not a Bible character, it's a children's, like, animated, I don't even know if he's animated, I can't remember, it's been so long, but he's a children's, like, he's a songbook, mm-hmm. and he's like a cartoon songbook. <laughs> and he and there's like <laughs> there's this whole series and my parents used to buy the tapes and they put them in like when we'd go on family vacation they'd play the tapes and he's called Salty the Singing Songbook and there was a song for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God I still remember the song and how it went I don't think I can sing it because of copyright stuff but <laughs> you need to look it up like that and so that song when you said that verse mm-hmm. Romans 23 that just started playing in my head <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's so amazing how, you know, things that you learn as a kid in church stick with you, even if you don't know what they mean. But now when I think about it, I'm like, hmm, all of us have sinned. Every single one, like oh. none of us are perfect. Even when we're walking in the faith, like you said earlier, we still fall short. Yeah, he, he, I mean, we will still always need him. Yeah, that verse reminds me of Hebrew told sin first cast the stone. Yes. No. Yes. We have all sinned and fall short. We have all yeah. sinned. Yeah. Yep. And oh, I yeah. think that's an important thing for people to understand is that you're not perfect. You're not like the whole the point of entering into relationship with God is not to be perfect because God we cannot be perfect. But He's it's a journey. He's perfecting us. But we won't get to that stage until we meet him. Exactly. That's what I believe. <laughs> so, um, and that's not to say that that's uh, a license to go out and do whatever you want to do. But it's just, I think it's also some type of comfort in knowing that if you mess up, you can still come back and he forgives you. And True. yeah, you just have to ask for forgiveness. God is perfecting us. It's a journey. <laughs> and we can find comfort in the fact that he's not expecting us to be perfect. Because for me, at least, there was a point where in my, not, and it wasn't even in my relationship with God, it was before that, there was a point where I thought, I keep messing up, and because I keep messing up, what's the point? So I'm just not going to bother. And I think that that's the biggest misconception, unfortunately, that we learn in church, is that if you're sinning, you're not righteous. But we're all sinning, every, even the pastor. So, yeah. <laughs> You see, you know, right? You just said that to me, and what came back to me was a sermon from my past at my church. Mm-hmm. What you're saying before is what he's saying. He's, he's saying that we are not perfect. Yeah. You. Know, I mean, like, um, what he said, what he was saying that day when he he gave, delivered his sermon was that okay, he's a pastor. He's not perfect. Yeah. You know, and he's saying if you come into the church and I I'm preaching and I'm doing something wrong. You don't walk away and say the pastor or uh, the pastor did this or the pastor did that. You have to let the pastor know. Oh yeah. well, pa- yeah. this is I, I I you said this and um my, my belief is this or in my opinion this is it because he's not perfect. Yeah. So you know he's not and he's not looking for us to be perfect. The licentious you're not perfect. The deacons they're not perfect. They are all human beings just like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So what would you say then is your favorite Bible verse of all time? Yeah. This and I one, know we probably have more than one because we all I, do, but... This is a trail. <laughs> <laughs> one, right, I, um, I, I learned this last year. And when we did our Bible study and I did the... It was my turn to lead. This is the one I, I lead based on. It's Jeremiah 29. 11 and 13 for i know but i'm gonna read 11 to 13 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart it's actually 11 and 13 that I really love, especially 13. Love yeah. You know, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me all your hearts. And I think a lot of people get mixed up with this, even some Christians, like, it didn't say, it, the, 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 the word didn't say, seek me and you will find me. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to seek him with all your heart because you can seek him and you don't find him because in your heart you don't really need him you're just only doing it to please your past you're just only doing it to please your husband you're doing it to please your friend or or someone else but when you do it with all your heart that's when you are gonna find him and that's what that's where your relationship with him i think that's when I know that my relationship with him was turning around because like you know when I pray I I say Lord you know my heart you know what I need I don't even have to say it out to you but this is what I you know yeah and it remind it just made me think about what you were saying earlier about when you were in the car and you were saying lead me lead me your spirit you were calling on God and you were seeking him with all your heart and that was when he entered and I need to go back and recall what happened <laughs> with me because honestly, when people ask me, I'm like, I don't, like, I know, I remember the moment vividly, but I don't know what it was that that flipped the switch, so to speak, other than the fact that he was ready for me. But I'm like, and I don't recall that I was really seeking, but maybe I really was just, my heart was really in a place where I was like, I just need you right now. And I remember I did say something to him. I had, I said, I'm sorry. And it was because I had this, Again, we have such similar stories, it's crazy. (laughs) But I had a friendship that had just like combusted. Like it had blown up and it was a five year friendship. I was very close with this person and it just kind of fell apart. And I was like, and I remember feeling badly about it because and apologizing to God, because I felt that at that point that God had put me in that person's life for a reason, or that had put us in each other's lives for a reason. And I was like, I just can't deal with this person. (laughs) It's too much stress. And I remember saying to him, I'm really sorry, I tried. And I don't know why I was apologizing to God at that point because I wasn't really a Christian. Like I wasn't really, I didn't go to church. I wasn't reading my Bible, but I remember just saying, I'm sorry. Like I did the best that I could do. And just like, and in tears, just saying like, I can't continue with this because it's hurting me too much. And I don't know if that was the moment that opened the door, but yeah, he just entered and I can't explain it. And maybe yeah. you're not supposed to explain it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, to be able to, but it's that's the thing. I think God is that type of mystery. You know, that you can't always explain the things that he does and how he does them and why he does them. Yeah. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna always try to put you in a situation to realize that he's calling you. But when he is fed up, yeah. You better you better you better answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that he it's funny because I believe that he comes into our lives in those moments and we say fed up and I know some people listening who aren't Christians or who don't have relationships with God might not understand that and I don't think it's fed up in an angry way it's more like I have something that I need you to do like I brought you on this earth for a reason like you have a purpose and you strayed so far from your purpose like I need you to get on track right now because you have work to do and I believe that's what happened to me and I believe that's what happened to a lot of people happened to me too yeah (laughs) so what would you say then is the bible verse that speaks to you the most right now uh right now i would say hmm, second corinthians hmm, four okay it's four Uh, yeah, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Mm. I love that verse. You just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, I, 
Yeah, yeah. And that verse is, it's very encouraging to me. I'd love to hear why it's encouraging to you. So I won't take over. This is, I want, I'm interviewing Nola. So I want to know why it's encouraging to you. Um, um, because, uh, you know, like, it just shows you that, that, that um, by God's strength, um, we will not break or we will not be shattered. You know, mm-hmm. like without without him, we are not easily broken by the world. You know, because mm-hmm. you know it, it's it said we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Mm-hmm. You know, we are we are open to we are open to all what that is happening around us in this world, but we still aren't crushed by it. Yes, you know, because of my belief in him. Like you just asked about belief and faith because of my faith and because of my beliefs, you know. Mm-hmm. So they can um, like he owns me now, you know. <laughs> nothing to worry about. Because that's the thing, this world is not an easy one to live in. Nope. And if he if we did not have access to God, we did not ha- have access to prayer, like direct access, I don't know how we would survive. Well, you know? listen listen to Second Corinthians twelve nine, right? Mm-hmm. But he said to me my grace is sufficient for you mm-hmm. for my all is made perfect in weakness mm-hmm. therefore i will boast i nola would boast more gladly of my weakness so that the power of christ may rest upon me that's another one that really speak to me mm-hmm. yeah yeah those are beautiful verses thank you for sharing <laughs> that and thank you nola for taking the time to talk to me i mean i really enjoyed this interview i know we get a chance to talk about this once in a while but having an extended moment to like ask these questions and get to know a little bit more about your walk with God. And it's been really a blessing for me. So I thank you. And I look forward to involving you in more of these conversations. Maybe I'll have you back for another interview about something else. Who knows? (laughs) We'll see where God leads us. But again, thank you very, very much. Really happy um, to be here as well and to tell a little bit about my story and give my testimony of my journey True. Back to Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's show. New conversations are released bi-weekly on Thursday mornings. Follow us on Instagram at Prophets and Prodigals. That's Prophets, A-N-D, Prodigals. Visit our website at prophetsandprodigals.com to follow our blog where we post information, insights, and resources about upcoming shows. Today's featured scripture is 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9. So don't be shy. Grab a Bible and look it up. See what is being spoken directly to your heart and reflect. It's been a pleasure. I hope you'll join us again in two weeks. Take care.